Uh, welcome to episode nine of Mirror Finish, the official podcast of Great Lakes Stainless. Uh, we got Mike and I are here. Travis is in the shop helping out. Well, we are absolutely slammed. And Mike said you guys were rolling brass, brass bar. Yeah, some brass bar. It's going to go on a church uh, on a church altar, uh, some university in Ohio somewhere. Cool. So that's again, that's part of the medals for millwork. Program, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, come join our team uh, if you got a eye for fabrication, especially got some uh, welding or yeah, uh, welding fabrication experience. We build uh, important, uh, purposeful, and very beautiful things. A wide variety of them. Oh yeah, go on our website. Uh, All open positions are available there under the careers uh, page. I think we've got six things on there now. There's Fabrication assistants, finishers, as welders, as even a mm-hmm. drafts person. Yeah. So check that out. Um, also, we are now on Spotify, so you have absolutely no excuse not to find us and listen. Uh, Mirror Finish is absolutely everywhere. Uh, check us out. I want to remind about our email address, mirrorfinish at greatlakestainless.com. I'm really disappointed that I haven't received one email from any listener yet. Really want to hear from you guys. they got to be getting caught in the spam filter. Is that what it is? I'm sure. I will have to check that out. Yeah, probably. Well, all of them are being caught in there. Yeah, thousands of them. Right. We're so I'm surprised they haven't called because the swim filter's full. <laughs> it's overflowing, Paul. I can imagine that conversation. Uh, nope, uh, nothing in there. Are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? Check again. Check again. There's gotta be. There's Did gotta you hit be. refresh? Yeah. Did you try rice? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, definitely email us. Uh, find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram. <clears throat> uh, today we had our uh, intern, Haven Robinson. She was with us last summer as well, and she's talking about uh, how she went to the Skills USA competition, which a lot of people haven't heard of. Mike and I hadn't heard of it either uh, before uh, Haven uh, talked to us about it. Essentially, it is this um, she was at Nationals down in Louisville in Kentucky, and it's essentially this. Uh, nationwide Olympics for uh, skilled uh, trades uh, and professions. She mentioned uh, diesel mechanic, uh, bricklaying. Specifically, she was doing technical drafting. Uh, Haven goes to uh, Ferris down in where's Big that? Rapids. Big Rapids. Go Bulldogs. And uh, she's a student there in the. She mentions it. CAD. Mm-hmm. CAD and tooling design. CAD and tooling design program. Looking to go into uh, plastics in the next step of her scholastic career. And she was great. Uh, she is 19 and uh, has done a great job here. We talked about um, she's the only female in her specific program out of eight, I think 18 or mm-hmm. 20. And we talked about uh, that dynamic. We talked about how being part of the millennial generation. Uh, how she she deals with that because we know all, all these stereotypes and uh, she really broke them in my opinion. We've had like I said we've had a great experience with her here, and she is motivated uh, and really I think I guess I've always been skeptical about the whole millennial stereotype. It's yeah, I'm really, skeptical on uh, most stereotypes. Yeah, oh that's a good point. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. So uh, this is uh, Haven Robinson on episode nine of Mirror Finish.
waiting on me, huh? I make it sound like I'm an overachiever, and that's not true. You are an overachiever. That's not true. If you think so, Mike, that's what's important. Yes. So, as you are out there bending something up today, what's up with that? Rolling some brass. Rolling brass? Mm-hmm. Yeah, brass bar. Nice. Everybody else was scared, so they couldn't do it. Travis and I allowed. All right, we're doing it. Travis is extremely close right now. I mean, it's just, you just got to try it and do it. Yeah. Screw up a piece, yes. But. That's how you learn, I guess. Right, exactly. No, and I think, but I think we might even be able to, maybe able to save the piece we thought we screwed up. But it is incredibly close. The radius changes like three times over this curve. And oh, man. So. That sounds like a mess. What's yeah, that? I mean, you just, you, you just got to work at it. Be patient. We have the equipment. Sure. So. Is that something you worked on? I think no, that was, that was no. Rick did the Whitrock, yeah. Okay. Yep. Some brass for a chapel, and I don't even know where it is. What are you working on right now? Uh, <clears throat> I have some on site things. There's, we're just releasing a bunch of stuff. Okay. I'm all over it. <laughs> yeah. So, last, um, not last week, but the week before, you were at the Skills USA competition that I had never heard of. I don't know if you had heard of it. Mike never heard of it. Um, so what exactly is the Skills USA competition? It's kind of funny because, like, I guess three or four years ago, one in five people were part of it. And I guess now they're two in five, so they're... <laughs> <laughs> They've doubled their... They're, yeah. They're doubled their, in this so, room, it's three of three. Yeah, okay. so I didn't hear of it until my professor contacted me to... He's like... I want you to go. And I was like, what is it? He's like, look it up. <laughs> so it's a bunch of different trades, whether it's either being a barber to all the way to cooking, engineering, architecture, bricklaying. <laughs> There's just an insane amount. There's like 102 competitions. Oh, wow. So it starts at either regional or state level, depends on how popular your event is. So I started at the state level. Which you won. I right? won, yes. Nice. The first place from every competition state moves on to national stories oh, nice. in the state. So it was intense. <laughs> <laughs> we were given an apple core slicer peeler to fully model, dimension, make production type prints for in four hours. Or four and a half hours because we had a half hour lunch. So is that, Wait a minute. Is that that thing where you, yeah. you put it on and then spin it? Mm-hmm. We got one of those. <laughs> yeah. that's like one of those steampunk things in my house I saw that like I I didn't even know they still made them because yeah. my wife's apple pie I mean like not to brag but her apple pies are she's not just because she's my wife it's legit the best apple pies I've ever had in my life mm. legit nice. award winning even though it's the local church hey, it's like if there was an award and she won it it is award winning yes award winning so <clears throat> yeah when we when she moved in she broke this thing out, and I'm like, "What is that?" Because you know, because I'm, I've got an engineering background, and I'm just like marveling over this thing. And she's like, "Get away! I need to make some pies." You know, she's just, but uh, so yeah, it is that thing then. That mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, we had to make all the components for it, and it was. I didn't finish the whole entire thing. No, <laughs> nobody really did. No, I think I had three or four complete prints, and then after that, it was just. Throw it on and click auto dimension, so it just had some numbers <laughs> on there. <laughs> so what? So, um, so that was for this nationals. That was for states. Oh, that was for states. That's what, oh, So that's the one that you won. Yes. 
That one I feel like was harder than the Nationals. Okay. The Nationals was a jack stand, which we had done in class. Uh So you have the base is all sheet metal, and then there's some welded components onto it. It was, I felt like easier. The difference between the States and the Nationals was Nationals, the guy who made it, basically gave you the answer sheet with all the G- all the GDNT and weld symbols and everything. You didn't have to know any knowledge. Oh. You just copied it. So that's where we, as Ferris, we normally have the advantage there because right. we're taught all of that in the first semester. Because like the kid next to me, he's like, what is GDNT? And I'm like, oh, buddy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right? Actually, I was going to ask that too because I mean, I don't have any drafting yeah. background. What is GDNT? So it's geometric dimensioning and tolerancing. Okay. So instead of putting a standard number on a print, you say this circular thing needs to be a roundness of such tolerance. Okay. So like, it's okay for me not to know that, but yeah. I agree with you. If someone is in a competition, it's like, man, you better know that. Yeah. And so he didn't have to know anything. All he had to do, he was like, oh, that's what the symbol looks like. Just type it in. Oh, so man. it's whoever can copy it the best. So uh, I tried going <laughs> off a little bit from his print because I didn't know the guy who's judging it. Well, turns out he's a stickler, stickler on like doing it his way, and that's the only way. Uh, so <laughs> uh, that didn't work my way. Yeah. I tried. <laughs> He did like right. some auxiliary views off the side of it to try to dimension the certain cutouts. Well, I did it in a flat pattern, so you could both utilize the space of the page. And he's like, "No, no, all right, no, all right." <laughs> well, mm. my professor looked at it and he was like, "Cause he's the world skills trainer right now." Oh, okay. So, two kids competed that won last year. Actually, the last two years, they competed with each other that week. So now they're the ones heading to China. No, Russia. Oh, wow. Russia in 2019. So cool. my professor looked at it and he was like, they're both right ways. It's just which way wow. do you want? So. So, so what other criteria do they judge? Um, we were given a written test, which you aren't allowed to have any materials with. And that's just your knowledge, what you know at that time. And you just take the test. And then that's a quarter of the grade. It depends, like, every year what they decide. But that was a quarter of the grade, and then after that, you're based on your models, your prints, your assemblies, your exploded views, your whatever. That's, okay. That's the basics. <clears throat> so, like, everything you would need to yeah. release it to get it made, yep. essentially. So, basically what you do here. Yes. So, yeah, so for those <laughs> <Yes>. who don't... <laughs> I mean, that's... Uh, so, um, was... So this is your second summer interning with us, yes. right? So how do you feel that that has or that prepared you for the competition? Is it pretty similar stuff? Yeah, because like here, <clears throat> I know what you need to have. Where other kids in my class, even they just oh here's a print, but they don't realize that you need like materials and oh. a bunch of different other like releases. Sure. Your flat patterns, even a lot of kids don't realize like you can't just. That needs to be cut. <laughs> yeah, so right. just throw a drawing. It is, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a ton of people who do a ton of modeling, but if they never do sheet metal, okay, you know, they might have like glossed over the. At one point, mm-hmm. some professor told them about it that sometime, but there's nothing like actually having to produce work with it regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was that was something that I had to, even though I'm not involved in really that aspect. Um, I'm more my role here is a lot more information gathering and like organization um but uh part of the information i have to gather is drawings and i had to learn really quick exactly what you know was needed 
um, especially with uh, the laminate cabinets that we do. Um, at first, I was constantly forgetting that, oh, there's always edge banding that has to mm-hmm. go with the laminate, and this has to be specified, this always has to be specified, so. Well, it's good yeah. to hear that, you know, working here kind of helped mm-hmm. build prep you like for We that. only touched on sheet metal for like a week. Okay. And then we had a, we learned something and then we're given a project to work on, so we were given a Tonka truck. <laughs> old-fashioned oh, nice. Tonka truck, so we each had to pick a different one because they're all sheet metal. Oh, okay. So that was just a way that we could learn with it. Yeah. So I had an advantage over all of them. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> all the guys, because I'm the only girl. Are you really? Yes. So in, oh. you mean in your... My program. Okay. Uh, and you go to Ferris? Yes. Bulldog. Go Bulldogs, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, in the whole pro in the engineering program? So or? my is the CAD drafting and tooling design. Is what okay. my, it's associates. Okay. So I'm the only, there's 18 of us and I'm the only female. Uh, so yeah, I kind of wanted to, I kind of wanted to touch on that later, but I'm glad you brought that up. I'm, I'm curious because, you know, and we, we mentioned when we spoke before, right now we're in the middle of the, the Me Too movement and it's become a lot more socially accessible to talk about, um, you know, sexual discrimination and stuff. Have you personally experienced any of that in, in the program? I mean, not a whole lot. There's okay. always just guys being guys like okay. there's always comments thrown out which they don't really think about being like sexual okay. but it's just i don't nothing that nothing you, offends it doesn't really offend okay. me i just so I nothing's happened that you have felt no. has like inhibited your school mm-hmm. career no. i mean there's certainly a problem with i mean there's definitely a problem with and, and it's you know i mean it's it's great that you're not offended don't take i mean it definitely very good that you don't take offense at everything. There's still a problem with them throwing out comments yes. without even thinking about it. There yeah. is. Like, that yeah. is a like serious problem. Some of them are like that. super major that, that was like, okay. It's like, like oh, yeah, yeah. no, little... nobody's doing that. But the little ones where you're just like, yeah, I mean, you still, know, you're not taking yeah. offense. You're like, guys being guys. Well, no, that's still not okay. And that's probably why maybe there's not four out of the 18. Yeah. Mm. Ferris, you know, like, they're I mean, really that, big that about, because we have a lot of like engineering programs at sure. Ferris. Yeah. And they're really big about trying to like separate what's wrong, what's right type of thing. Oh, good. Good. So there has been meetings every, like three times a year or whatever where they just randomly select a group of females and they just like talk about what oh, they feel really? like it is. Yeah, I got selected into one of them. And it was actually really interesting because there's like a girl that was a foreign exchange and she's like, yeah, it's really different here. Hmm. And so Better she, or worse? Um, she kind of brought up both aspects of what's better but also okay. what's worse. So she okay. was, and where, um, where is she from? Ooh, I don't remember. Okay. Like Canada or no, <laughs> like some, somewhere in the Middle Montreal, East. I don't remember. Montreal. <laughs> well, that is a different country. Yeah, <laughs> that is, no, that's true. But that, that's really interesting hearing an international perspective on that too, because I can I can imagine that you know in a lot of that's that's what kind of is weird about America. In a lot of ways, we're super progressive, and in another a lot of ways, we're super not. So, but it, I'm glad to hear that. You know, a major university is actively taking steps to kind of intercept that kind of behavior. Yeah, and they talk to professors about it too. They they Good. meet with them and they're like, just be aware and even yourselves be aware. Yeah, because I always say like, you guys, and someone took offense to that. Mm-hmm. Which is like, like, and that's one of those things. Like, it's just a general. Yeah. Uh huh. And, uh-huh. I, and I they're not really trying to classify. Just, yeah, and I, and I I do that all the time. Like I. I'm, and I've known for and have been called out, like when I'm talking to somebody, I'll be like, hey man, doesn't matter who I'm talking to. And I don't, that's just, maybe it's generational, it's cultural, 
It's just an idiom that doesn't necessarily... Right. Uh, you know, and it's like, well, technically, yes, that's being gender exclusive. And it's like, I don't really have an answer of, is it right? Is it offensive? But it's probably saying, oh, person, is never going to roll off right. my <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, so person, like, what are you doing? I, th- I think it almost has to be up to the individual at that point. Yeah. You know, to... I don't know. Right. That's that's one of those questions yeah. that is definitely not going to be answered on an hour long podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. That, we got about thirty eight minutes we're left. Gonna, we're going to figure this we're gonna out. Solve, yeah, we're going to solve, solve this a global problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that, that's really so, good to, to hear. Um, do you live on campus? Yes, I do. Do you? Uh, dorms. All right. I got the brand new dorm last year. They just put up oh, North go. Hall. Oh, it was super nice. Nice AC and everything. Uh, Ooh, yeah, yeah very nice. No AC. There's like two sinks outside, like of the toilet and shower area, so people could still be getting ready. Right. It was right. super nice. <laughs> That's a good uh, point. Yeah. You don't think about uh-huh. that because, of course, you know, I uh, at JMU we had the suites where you had two two-person rooms and a single room, and they all shared. Actually, no, there's two sets of those that shared one bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we and we had there was two showers, two toilets, and. Two sinks, but they were all in the same room, and uh, yeah, yeah, sometimes you just you go in and brush your teeth, and someone just woke up and is in the stall, and you just walk in and walk right back out. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So is that because we did both the dining halls there? I think yes. there's only two. Yep. Right. The Rankin, the, uh, the quad. Rankin and oh cool. Uh, uh, so yeah. um, now, what was your specific category or at Skills USA? Technical drafting. Okay. Okay. And that was um, both at uh, states and national. You yep. kind of stay with the same. Yes. Category. And when you go to world, it changes to mechanical engineering. I don't know why oh, it changes. Oh, maybe names, it's like more broad includes. Yeah. Them. Okay. So. That makes sense. So, what are some of the um, different kinds of uh, discipline or whatever skills that, some of the real odd skills that you saw there? Like some of the stuff where you were like, well, that's here, really? Bricklaying was one that I was like, what <laughs> sure. the heck? Sure. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> But, yeah, that was kind of funny. I didn't watch the competition because I was competing at that same time. But oh, yeah. a friends of mine, that one of them was in my class, actually, he was a part of a group and that was automated manufacturing. So hmm. he was the CAD guy who had to model it and make the production print. And then the other guy did the G-codes and programmed the CNC, and the other one ran the CNC. So they provide yeah. everyone with a little CNC to do whatever they get. Oh, nice. And when you go in, nobody really knows what to expect mm-hmm. for a problem. There are some competitions, like there was a sculptural welding or something like that. Oh. So they brought in mm. some pretty neat things. Were... Yeah, I remember wow. you showing me pictures of yeah. those. That one, uh, like a suit of armor helmet or something mm-hmm. you know, like that. It was like all mirrored stainless yeah. or something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, I wonder if there's a, a, like a competition even around here, up in northern Michigan, because that'd be something cool to get GLS involved right. in. Yeah. You got some talent involved. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a lot of businesses go down there too to hire. That's they what have you booths said. and stuff that people are walking around looking. I thought, yeah, I thought that was super interesting. And where was it again? It was in. It was in Louisville, Kentucky. Kentucky, okay. Pretty big convention center. Oh yeah. Massive, yeah. That, I thought that cool was thing. that's a super good idea. For the industry to be present down at something right. like that, yeah. mm-hmm. I just, know. you know, it makes so much sense when you said it, but it just wasn't something that I, I yeah, would assume. Maybe we'll get a uh, black SUV and a few uh, hood covers <laughs> for the heads and head down there. there and we'll come back with some 
come back with some help. Yeah. We'll take it off when we get there. It's beautiful, don't worry. I'm surprised yeah. they don't do that the, the state one. That one's, like, super tiny compared to the nationals. Like, So how many people at each, you think, what would you estimate? For mine, there were only seven in my category for states, okay. which was only Ferris. Which, really? Because we beat out everybody every single year, so the other schools just stopped coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's normally, like, um, LCC comes and... One other college, I forget, but they all just stopped coming. Hmm. Last year there were three colleges, and this year there was one. Right. So Thoreau right. sends a whole team every year? We try to send three or four. To states? Yes. What about to the nationals? How many? Um, well, I guess it was three or four for my group oh, okay. for technical drafting. Overall, we sent five to technical drafting this year because he couldn't narrow it down. <laughs> and then <laughs> two to architecture at states. And then the automated manufacturing team automatically made it because they were uncontested. Ah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but at states, or at nationals, we had t- one in technical drafting, which was myself, one in architecture, she made it, and then one in diesel mechanic. Mm-hmm. Which oh, that's, he, what, that's what Terry, I think that's what Terry did at Ferris, was diesel mechanic. Really? Mm-hmm. You know that? That's a bulldog. <laughs> and bulldogs. then we had the three in the automated manufacturing Okay. How the team overall do? Uh, we brought home two bronze nice. architecture and diesel mechanic. Oh, cool! Awesome. That is nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. I remember you yeah. showed me pictures. They had like whole boats and whole trucks in oh, there. Oh yeah. That people could. So everything is indoors. So all the diesel equipment is inside. Wow. It's all brought in, and unlike the states, you can actually watch the national competitions. It's all in the building, so you can walk around and watch them. That's cool. Or like at states, that'd we were be, in our that'd own be room. Really interesting to right. go to. Yeah, right. Yeah. Field trip. Uh, field trip, yeah. <laughs> is it in is it in Louisville every year? Or um, it moves around, but I think it's staying in Louisville for okay. now. Because they have, we took up 40 hotels as the whole USA. <laughs> so, and we had buses from yeah. every hotel to the convention center. Wow. So our bus drivers came from Indianapolis with their buses and they came. So how many competitors overall in Nationals do you think there are? Uh, if you like predict thousands. 50 well, I guess it'd be more like a hundred per competition because you have both both high school and college. I'd say thirteen thousand. Holy cow! Yeah, field trip, Mike. There you go. Really got good barbecue down there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's cool. Yeah. Would you guys find any other places to eat? There was a yeah. A I mean, we place, just or? walked around and walked to one. We didn't drive sure. anywhere, but yeah, we went to a good barbecue place. Perfect. Yeah. You heard of that? The, it's starting to get big. I started in Alabama, this white barbecue sauce. You heard of that stuff? <laughs> just, just, no, but it's, uh, of course, white barbecue sauce started in Alabama. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, it's that's just... very apt. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get, I've had it a couple of times. It's essentially coleslaw dressing. <laughs> and I'm just not, I'm just not a fan. I don't know. Uh, Some people swear by it, but I <laughs> So you've, how long have you been at Ferris? Uh, that was my first year. First year, okay. Yeah. And then um, before that, you went to what high school? Kingsley High School. Go Stags, right? Yes. Yeah. So I learned <laughs> my Michigan mascots. <laughs> yep. And I attended uh, the local career tech center for a year. Okay, yeah. That's, that's something I really like about this area. And we, we had talked about that, how like when I went to high school 20 years ago, we had, we called it Votech. It was... I think essentially a much smaller version of the career tech center up here. 
because um, what all programs do they have there now? Because it's I mean it's really expansive, it's, isn't it? I I don't really know. I I went to the drafting and design, which okay. Ferris actually puts there for advertisement. <laughs> Oh, so I got okay. five credits through them, ah. which didn't even apply to my degree. Really? I needed CDTD 112 and 116, and I took 114. Oh. So he just it was just thrown in there. Oh, man. So, yeah. Experience is good, but... They said they could get me out of the class, but since there's only 18 of us, they're like, you have every class together, so you wouldn't know them the first year. Oh. Yeah. All right. Just, and, and so how long will it take to complete the degree you're going for? Two years. I'll graduate okay. in the spring with my tooling, oh, okay. and then I plan to go to the plastics engineering. Oh, all right. Their injection molding. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, and we had um, we'd kind of touched upon earlier that there's, an, unfortunately, there's a, a stigma that surrounds uh, associates versus a bachelor's, and you've personally experienced mm-hmm. that. Well, yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit, or what you've experienced? I just, when they ask, like, what are you going for? And you tell them, like, oh, it's an associates in tooling. They're like, oh, only associates? What are you doing after that? Well, we go and tour. We went to Cadillac Castings. And they had five engineers, I believe. I can't quite remember. But a few of them only had their associates. And then we went to Four Winds Boat Manufacturing in Cadillac. And they had... Seven engineers with only their associates, three or four of which came from Ferris' program. Mm, So, I mean, that's kind of interesting that they're right up with everybody else and they only have their two-year degree. Yeah, so it's like from from what you've seen, actually more people are employed with associates Mm -hmm. than with bachelors in that specific field. And then one of the girls that competed at um, States, she's currently coming back to Ferris because her business is paying for her to go. Because hmm. she just had her two-year degree, and she's like, well, they want me to have some manufacturing, so they've sent her for two years of manufacturing. That's hmm. nice. So it's like, do you want to just pay and get it over with now, or potentially just work and go to school? Yeah, I mean, well, there's so many, I think there's so many options now for an employer to at least help with continuing education, we do it here. I just got done with the bookkeeping for small business course. Um, yeah, how was that? Good, good. Yeah? Yeah. Informative, I mean. Yeah, yeah, very much so. We even touched on inventories and and things like that, and there's a lot of organizational principles that I think will apply to, to what I do. Um, so, I mean, do you want to talk a little bit about that program that GLS does, the professional development that we kind of work with? Yeah, sure, I mean, that's one thing. That I don't know if you've, uh, I don't think Hayden, since you're just here for the summers, you haven't experienced, but um, you know, we require professional development from everybody. So you gotta do, everyone has to do something every year. You know, We offer a lot of latitude, we offer a lot of support for that. You know, Melanie will find um, generally there are four, four to eight hour seminars. You know, there's a variety of them that they offer through NMC. And so those are the, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, well, okay, pick one of these classes. You know, either effective delegating or effective listening or, uh, um, you know, conflict resolution. That's one that I or, took. Uh, plus a, a like a brief intro to lean manufacturing. So those are the two that. I've yeah, done. we've done a lot of lean manufacturing. We put uh, as many people as we could for the class size allows, but we put the majority of the company went through the blueprint reading class. So we had NMC come and do on site. So that satisfied. Was that last year? Yeah, I saw that. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that yeah. too. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. Yep. So the blueprint <laughs> class and. 
I think everybody, even there, there were some people who were, you know, I think everybody learned something and some people learned quite a bit. Sure. About blueprints. Sure. And reading them because, you know, we did, that's one thing we did where, you know, I mean, you just, you really make an assumption that everybody can read tape measure who can read tape measure. Yeah, that's true. And then we gave them a tape measure reading test. There's a fair number of people who have struggled reading sure. a tape measure who work here. Sure. We don't do that every day. So those assumptions are not, uh, you know, some of it wasn't necessarily that they couldn't read a tape measure, but the test kind of put it into a, it wasn't a trick test or anything like that, but uh, not definitely exposed some places where we could have some additional training then. Sure. You know, say, all right, hey, listen, we need to go through this stuff and make sure you understand. Yeah. What? Yeah, I know what that. all the little marks mean. And yeah, mm-hmm. that applies to that. Well, it depends <laughs> on the tape measures. I've seen some tape measures that just have the dumbest designs. Like they have, they only have numbers on one side, and then they actually write the fractions or print the fra- fractions on the tape. So you got a one-inch wide tape, and the middle is cluttered by all these fractions. Oh, we had those hot, those orange, pinky <clears throat> orange yes. ones for a while. Those were, I don't even know what the one side was. Yeah. That was like a mind bender every time yeah. you had to read something. I'm glad those are all gone. Yeah, it's like it's not metric. It's not English. I don't, I'm not aware. It's like a half scale, scale or some other wacko Oh, I've thing. seen those, yeah. I think that's what it was on the yeah. other side, and I can't. I'm like, I just, I just want to know what that mark is. It's this one. That was normal. This is just regular. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's all you need right there. <laughs> and we also calibrate all our tape measures here at Great Lakes Stainless thanks to our ISO quality certification. The auditor said, yeah, i got to calibrate your tape measures, and I laughed, and then I stopped laughing when I realized he was serious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, shit, you're, you're serious. You're not gonna, oh, no. We're not going to give you the <laughs> flag. Yep, right there, okay. calibration sticker. Yep. The one I have on my Data, desk. Initial yep. debated. Harold, calibrate it. Well, yeah, and I know it was... Means. But they can be off by, I mean, it is, you know, this one's in great shape because it's these extremely little use. It's more of a paperweight. <laughs> but, uh, you know, those ends get all banged up. It can be off by a eighth inch or more. Yeah, rivets get loose. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I know GLS was really flexible with me when, you know, this past one. I just I just kind of looked up on NMC's website and saw it was available. And I figured you guys wouldn't go for pottery or... Yeah, that would have been a tougher sell. Or, yeah, or, or really flower to photography. S- so I you really have to spend a pretty good one to me about yeah. how that applied to. <laughs> and I'm surprised that that the the one I ended up taking the bookkeeping for small business, I would say out of I don't know maybe the seventy or seventy five courses that were offered, that was maybe one of five that was not that was but business related. I was really surprised at that. You know, most of them were. Um, a lot more art oriented that's fine but I was just really surprised that it wasn't more of a mix but hmm. maybe that's in the summer that's what they oh they yeah summers is for tourist wine and, and arts festivals tourist and, stuff. and hippies tourists and hippies yeah <laughs> uh, so uh, have you um, have you had any have you been approached by any companies so far for like uh, a career after degree I have nice yeah um, Ferris has a career fair twice a year, okay. once in the spring, once in the fall, and I think they had 260-some companies come, uh-huh. and so we walk around as students, and people stop you, or you specifically go looking for somebody, so they they always are taking resumes, like, <laughs> we have, I think it's called OrgSync, no, Handshake, that's the one, and companies can go on there and contact people who have an account through Ferris or mm. we can go looking for companies 
you want. Oh, so like a LinkedIn kind of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's through Ferris. Uh, the economic development team was here, and they mentioned that, the handshake yeah. thing. So, yeah, program. Something we should look into. Now, you said you are going to go for pla- like plastic injection molding. Mm-hmm. What is it about that? I'm just curious what I, is it about that. Just, I don't know. Just I just it? I took a couple classic plastics classes there, and I, I don't know, I found interest in it, okay. and they... We had a couple of companies that are like, yeah, we need injection molding. I was like, so I looked into it, and it it's kind of interesting. And through our t- tooling degree, that's what we really, um, that's more next year we do the injection molding. But we've done, like, dye designs and stuff like that, okay. the dye presses. But Is there any, um, did they get into any of, like, the material science or chemistry of the plastics? Or is it really, yeah. legit? they do. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's, nice. that's one of my favorite courses in college is material science. Because mm. we had the professor was uh, he retired from DuPont, and he was in R and D at DuPont. He was talking about some crazy stuff. Like he, um, I forget what they use him for. There's something called an argon candle, and it uses like super pure metallic mirrors, like beryllium polished beryllium mirrors. And he was testing one in the field, and. Uh, um, it, one of the mirrors shattered and beryllium I guess any any metal like in its pure form is, te- is like toxic and it shattered and he was um, worried that uh, like the dust he was going to inhale the dust or something like that I mean I'm, I'm assuming this is well before they had <laughs> proper safety measures in place and uh, he said yeah he just he had to call it in and he said he just sat there and waited until he started feeling bad but it never happened hmm. okay <laughs> yes. go and get a respirator right now yeah, right <laughs> But yeah, that was a really cool course. I like that they're not just uh, talking about how to manufacture, but getting into the actual yeah. We science. we are required to take a man or well, well, manufacturing class through our tooling, but we also have a material science that's just a general overall materials. Oh, but through okay. my plastics, I went specifically like the big eight plastics that we touched on all the properties. Okay, is that like PPC and polypropylene mm-hmm. and all the okay. Yep. And that's a continuum. Basically all the recycle numbers. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. That's where it's at. I, I <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Well, we're going to be washing plastics shortly. Because China quit. China quit taking dirty plastic. They really? like They used to be able... They, I, if I might be misquoting, but I think it was 5% contaminated. And they, they tightened their restrictions to 1% contaminated. Mm-hmm. And there's a vast amount. They were taking just huge amounts of plastic, and they decided they don't need as, to import as much plastic. And plus, you know, Trump is also not probably not helping things. Yeah, the towns um, are getting. But now we got to figure out. We don't have any infrastructure to deal with that. We don't That's have any true. recycling centers that can recycle mm-hmm. that stuff. So that stuff's gonna. Well, I also heard Starbucks is eliminating plastic straws by I next year. I think. And isn't there already a company or two that has? There's a lot of places that are really maybe moving that way. Yeah, yeah. Be, like smaller places. Single use plastic. I think it's an yeah, yeah. I think it's an excellent move. But yeah, that just goes if you're just sitting here thinking, I just can't imagine being a plastic straw company. No. Like oh uh, <laughs> yeah uh, oh 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 uh, oh uh, oh yeah. Right you know, on the wall. I mean, two years ago, I think you're sitting there thinking, oh, we're always going to have plastic. What straws. are they going to replace plastic straws with? You know. Yeah. 
No. We're good. Well, yeah, plastic you, straws for 80, the, 50 years, whatever they've been doing. So, what's that um, with the garbage patch in the Pacific? It's like the size of Texas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they found like another one. It's it's where the like the mid ocean gyres are, where the currents come together, and there's like this just patch of, of almost stagnant water, and things just collect. And it's I guess if you go out there, it's just demoralizing because <laughs> there's this pristine ocean. There's no land in sight. Everything, and then. Garbage. Floating landfill right there. Ugh. So the the but the plastics is, that's in addition to the associates. It's not yes. part of it. Okay. They do a, like a two plus two. Oh. So uh, you go through <clears> your <throat> the CAD tooling program for your associates, and that can roll into manufacturing, plastics, business if you wanted to mm. do that, and one other one. Oh, product design, which a oh. lot of kids go that way. Okay. So. I mean, we touch on product design also, what it sure. takes to, like... Sure. Then, but that's just more specific stuff. Does that include packaging, or is it not? It's just specifically the product. Um, I'm sure they touch on both. Okay. Yeah, but I think packaging design, that can be a whole separate degree. It is. It's state. Because when I interned at GM, one of the uh, interns that year, at first I'd ever heard of it, and we were just introducing each other. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a packaging uh, major. And I'm like, what? And I, I, I was kind of a jerk, kind of made fun of him. I'm like, so when you're looking at something, do you think to yourself, I'm going to put this in a square or is it going to be a rectangle? How does that, how does that work? And he, was, he was very happy with me. <laughs> but I'm, I never heard of it. But if you think about it, when you get a product and it's packaged in a real innovative way, yeah. I mean, it adds to the experience. It's, you know, it's got to protect it. It's got to still show it off. It's got to be aesthetically pleasing. It's, I started to think about it. I'm like, ah, I'm a jerk. I'm sorry. <clears throat> so is that does that end up being two associates degrees, or does it end up going into the a bachelor? A bachelor's. So at the job fair, did you notice like any bias from the companies that were like maybe focusing on bachelors more than associates, or mm-hmm. that wasn't? That's good. No, I think this Ferris has a good reputation through them. If sure. they keep coming back, then I'm <clears throat> sure they're pleased with their who they're hiring. So. Sure. Well, now you're also. Um, you said you were going to be working at a manufacturing camp? That, yes, next week. And that's, Ferris sponsors that uh, at Kingsley? No, no, at Ferris. At Ferris? Yes. Okay. So they hold, um, they actually hold a bunch of camps. I'm working the manufacturing camp, so it'll, a bunch of high schoolers will come in to either if they want to possibly go to Ferris and tour it okay. through their programs throughout a week, or just gain interest about it, or... I don't know their parents send them off for daycare. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> get out of the house. So, get out of the house. Go do something yeah, educational yeah. for so, a week. They we're gonna hold the middle school one, but they didn't get enough applications for it. Mm. And that was supposed to be this week, but um, yes, I'm working the high school one next week. Okay. So I'm not sure how many kids or what. Okay. I'm just told when to show up and what I'm gonna be doing. I like uh, I like that they're looking even beyond high school into middle school mm-hmm. to get even younger kids interested oh, yeah. in that kind yep. of stuff. So, I know, like NMC does something like that too. Oh, really? My they had a, I think they called it like tech camp or something. I can't remember. My brother went to it once. Okay. He went to their, I don't even know. Is it like STEM focused? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what kinds of things um, are you going to be doing at the, the camp? I've been told we're going to do go to the plastics lab. Okay. We're going to go to the manufacturing lab. Um, we'll do the design up in our lab. And possibly welding. Hmm. There's oh. they're gonna learn about that one. They're not gonna touch anything. Yeah, they have a decent, they have a pretty good welding program at Ferris too, don't mm-hmm. they? They, pretty big part of their curriculum. 
Uh, well, I was surprised to see this where I did. You guys ever heard of the Interlochen Collage, the student collage? So they have it actually t tonight, I think. Really? Tonight or Friday. I think it's mm -hmm. tonight, which is a really odd night to have it. But basically what it is is um, it's an hour and a half of five to ten minute performances from each of the programs at Interlochen. And I and before that, um, before it starts, they have on the the grounds in front of the big is it Kresge is that the big mm -hmm. but on the grounds in front of that, they have um, a lot of the like the skills on display. So they had welding, they had brazing, they had all the arts, painting, uh, chalk drawing, uh, sculpture, and stuff like that. And it's all students that are doing everything. And so um, it was funny because a couple or a few years ago when we went, um, there was um, people doing like a copper sculpture with, with brazing and torches and stuff. Where I used to work, we did that every day. You know, oh, brazing yeah. every day. And um, I kind of had to, one of the guys was having trouble lighting his torch, and so I, I gave him a bit of advice on how to light it. Um, <laughs> but... Um, Paul um, just swoops in here. Yeah. Get, get out of the way, you know. No. And, um, but, uh, and then once the actual program in Kresge starts all the performing arts so you've got uh, uh, all musical instruments dance um, they had spoken word poetry prose reading and everything like that it was like 35 bucks a person but if you ever get a chance to do that that's pretty cool do it it's it like amazing because like some of the I mean we know Interlochen's kind of status and you figure that some of these students are probably for their age group Close to the best in the world at what they're doing. It's just it's amazing. Yeah, if you ever get a chance to do that, definitely do that. Uh, so you mentioned um, kind of what initially got you into everything. You took a CAD class in high school. Mm -hmm. And was that, did something point you towards that? Or was it just like, ah, I'm going to check this out? Um, I was in three sports and I was limited on oh. time. And I had to, <laughs> sure. uh, I had to pick a class and I was like, oh, what's CAD? Sure. <laughs> so my friend and I took it because... Her dad was like, you know, through the business, because they have Dewey's Hardware, and they're like, oh, well, it might be kind of interesting for you to have sure. it. So we took it together, and then I was like, I kind of like this. What sport? <laughs> awesome. Uh, basketball, volleyball, and softball. Wow. All at once? Yes. All well, throughout the year. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I remember uh, I coached soccer for a bit at T-Bays, and we had kids doing, like, basketball, track, and soccer, or base would have been, like, three of them at once. And I remember the parents being like, yeah, I don't know, his grades are kind of suffering. It doesn't, I don't know, he just gets tired. seems real tired when he gets home. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll bet yeah. he is. I'll bet right. Yeah. 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 And doing all that at once, man. I mean, I guess some kids pull it off and good for them, but I, uh, I definitely saw that some negative <laughs> effects. Like, hey, man, you raise your kid how you want, I'm not going to tell you how to do it, but. Yeah, the CAD uh, class was the last class of the day, and that's when we uh, leave early. That'd be the one that's missing. So I was like, there you go. I could miss it. <laughs> And then the teacher was super cool. And okay. So I, did you ever did you ever have issues balancing all that stuff, or you were able to kind of? I was able to do it. it. I mean, there was a lot of late nights, but. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That you get home of, at like eleven o'clock from a game, and it's like, oh, I have homework. Sure. Like what I'm doing all night. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You probably have to have a, a level of self motivation to really. Yeah. I'm one of the kids that are more successful at that. Just have a naturally higher level of self motivation than. Yeah. The kids I had on my soccer team. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do many sports. 
because I not because I had so much homework or anything, but I don't think I had that level of self motivation sure. at that time. Yeah. Well, you were self aware enough to. I was self aware enough. Realize. Yes. Right. <laughs> like, you know what? I don't. I don't really like I'm running not... and sweating and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's strange because I do a lot of you know yeah. things like that now. But yeah, it's true. Just not. Big biker. I don't know. Not so much then. Yeah. We're in wrestling. It, it made me run and. It's like, nah, it's terrible. <laughs> Physical activity? No, nah. I don't think so. Fresh air? What was uh, this? No, there's no fresh air in wrestling. That's true. <laughs> Very good point. Uh, one thing you don't get in wrestling. Yeah. So that well, kind of um, that kind of goes into something else I want to talk about. Uh, you're 19, right? And so you're right smack in the middle, if maybe on the tail end of what we'd refer to as millennials. And we were talking about a stigma associated with associate's degrees earlier. There's also an obvious stigma associated with millennials. I've got a 25-year-old daughter, and she experiences it as well. It's become kind of a punchline, I think, in pop culture. You know, millennials, and we see all the memes and stuff like that. Um, Have you yourself experienced people kind of prejudging you because of that? I don't prejudging, but there's always judgment there. (laughs) All right. I mean, you just have a conversation, be like, oh, yeah, people are like, oh, millennials, like, oh, that's me, like, you're talking to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you really want to say? Yeah, but, yeah. yeah that's definitely, okay. always gets brought up, like, oh, you don't want to work. Well, it's like, okay, but uh, it's, that's just a broad statement. Right. I mean, yeah, there are those kids, but there sure. are the other kids that... So people specifically said that to you, like, your generation doesn't like to work? Yes. Like, oh, man. That's what yeah. we say that the other day to me. Like, man, to you? Mean, uh, not to me that I didn't, but talking about, you know, we're talking about the workforce. And they're like, yeah, oh. what about the work ethic? Do you guys struggle with that? I'm like, uh, no, not really. Yeah. I was like, no, because generally if they make it here, it's because they like making stuff with their hands. We make really cool stuff that's yeah. really got a per- pretty genuine purpose. And, you know, they can't. No, if they don't like to work, they're not going to come to work. To work yeah. here, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know. No, I don't struggle with that. Yeah, no, everyone here. Well, I think it really has a good work ethic because you're not even gonna. I mean, you know what you're getting into. If I take you around the shop, and yeah, if you don't want to work, you're not even gonna take the job. Yeah, and you, I have never really, so really, really haven't experienced that. Yeah, uh, you know, pretty much ever. So, did you feel you've had to like defend yourself to some people because of that? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, a lot of times you're just like, okay, you're not going to change their mind. You're just yeah, no, gonna. Yeah, wow, well, you're smarter than about ninety-eight yeah. percent of the people in the world. Just by yeah. that statement. Yeah, I have yeah, you're not going to change your mind, right? Some people like arguing, like, yeah, if you're doing this for yourself, great, but you're not going to change their mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, pretty well made up. Yeah, like, right yeah, on yeah, right. Right. yeah, let me tell you, even though you're criticizing me about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know more about me than I do. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, the other night we were having like a family dinner and uh, we are getting ready for dessert and uh, my daughter was on her phone and it's like, dessert. And it's like, hold on, I'm replying to someone on Facebook about the immigration issue. It's like, why? You really think that's going to change their mind? I think that's, just don't engage. Right. It's pointless. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. When it's just like, just or or, or, or engage do. briefly. I mean, it's okay. I think uh, there is a problem with not engaging at all based okay. on that. Yeah. I think, but the extended engagement where, you know, they just, you drag, go down the rabbit hole of replies yeah. and counter replies, yeah. and, you know, you arguing, 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 you know, yeah. I do think it's important to engage and point some of that stuff out and be like, hey, sure. listen, I don't think that's right. Yeah. Here's why. Yeah. And then when they say, now you're stupid and so is your dog and your plants. Yeah, then it's like, and then you're like, <laughs> you're plants. you've done plants. You've done plants. You're the stupidest fern I ever saw. Uh, you know, then it's time to be like. Okay, 
I think what I think. Yeah. You think what you think. It's like clearly we're not going to have uh, any more progress on this conversation. Yeah. So. Now there's one discussion going on in the AWI, uh, which is the Architectural Woodwork Institute. Their forum is going on right now. And, okay. I mean, there's, there's one guy. He's, he's well-intentioned. I think pretty pretty uh, smart guy. But, like, a dissertation reply. I'm like, my goodness. Nobody's going to read that, first Yeah. Right, it's like through it, or even if they did, you know, you're not. It's the same situation. You're not going to change these guys' minds. Nah. I mean, nah. so that yeah, I think that's smart. Just a you know a brief response, and it's like, you know, you think what you think, and yeah, that's. But I think I also think it's like that's. It's not. You know, most people are like, no, it's it's this upcoming generation. I think every generation has said that yeah. about the subsequent generation. It's like that. You ask my dad about my generation, and it's like they don't have work ethic. I mean, it's it's like you could take that and say, "Who is this about?" Mm-hmm. People are like, "Oh, it's about millennials." Yeah, well, my granddad said that sixty years ago about my dad's generation. It's not special to this generation. It's every generation says that about the next. Oh, man, you know what? I saw something incredible. Uh, so look up. Um, there was something written about Miller Fillmore, president. Yeah, okay. Well, so I already ruined it um, since I started with the spoiler. But there's a description of, <laughs> like, they describe the president of the United States, this, uh, you know, rash businessman, populist guy from New oh, York. Who, okay. And you're like, that describes Trump to a D. And they're like, nope, it's the other worst president we ever had. <laughs> Miller Fillmore. Miller Fillmore. Who's like, it's so, you know, and that was 1850. Sure. Was that this year? No. No, that was 1850. Yep. Tremendous vitriol. This time, that time it was like the Irish and the Catholics or Germans or something. Oh, yeah. You pick a... Yeah. Yep. That was the... Us and them. Us and them. Us and them. So that was who was taking over and going to take all our jobs and yeah. ruin our country when they actually built our country. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, you know, we need to do what the forefathers did. Mm, don't know that we need to do that. Yeah. You know, some of that, some of the stuff still applies. A lot of it doesn't. So history does repeat itself. Oh, yeah. And did you know, I'm talking about older presidents... John Tyler, who was the 10th president, he has two grandsons still alive. Because what? Yes, because he was married twice, and he had like 15 kids total, like seven by his first wife, eight by his second, and he, had, he was having kids into his early 70s. Then those kids, one of those kids had kids into his like mid-60s. And now these guys are in their like mid eighties, but they are John Tyler, the tenth president of the United States. Their grandson, their his grandsons. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, you can't hear my mind being blown in the <laughs> microphone, but <laughs> no, it's that's crazy. really amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's just fact of the week. I don't know. It's... So they didn't really ever know their grandfather then. No. Imagine he passed well, well before they were born. Because they were born like, I think, in the thirties, I think. So, yeah, I oh, think yeah. he he passed. It must have been mid nineteenth century, when right? When he passed, huh? That's still Probably pretty a, amazing. Like consumption or some other old timey, mm-hmm. old timey disease. Yeah. Or maybe they treated him for kids' trumps, and that's what killed him. Yeah, with mercury. With mercury. You can't treat him with mercury, right? Mercury. Oh, drink this liquid milk. Well, I think the problem is we haven't drained enough of your blood yet. So. (laughs) Yep, keep going. More leeches. Another few quarts out. (laughs) You gotta be A okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of, I guess as we're uh, wrapping this up, 
in response to those people who have those stereotypes and that narrative about millennials, what would you say? It's like, what has been your experience personally in like seeing your fellow students? What kind of what's what's your response to that? It's like, I think it just depends on like the person. Okay. Because like there are some people that are like, oh, I don't, I don't sure. want to do that. No, I don't feel like that. I need to do that. Sure. But then there's the kids that realize, yeah, like this is. How you want to, if you want to make it in the yeah. world, I mean, you got to work for what you want. So what yeah. you put in is what you get out. So yeah. the kids that really want to put in for education or whatever it takes, they think those are the ones that should not fall in that category. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, you hear, uh, I've read articles that millennials actually are saving money more than previous right. generations have. And there's a lot of, a lot of factors that are pointing to... Uh, a lot of positives within that generation, and you are completely against the stereotype. So it's nice to see that that's kind of been your experience as well. Mm-hmm. And it makes total sense. It's like it's not, it's not one specific generation that happens to you know have some horrible work ethic or whatever. It's just it always kind of depends on the person. It's like, and there's so many factors involved yeah. in that: nature versus nurture. And you know, one thing that we mentioned was the current student debt is. Over a trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. 1.3, I did a speech on that. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Was that for a college course? Yeah. Or? What course was it? Um, it was the public speaking class at NMC. Okay. So. Okay, so I saw that on the sheet here. So that's the old, that's not your student debt, personally. No. That's the old no. <laughs> okay, good. I was a little concerned. No. Wow, you might have gotten taken <laughs> on that one. No. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, so that's, um, yeah, it's kind of an unfortunate, and we talked about that. It's like we tell our kids go to college or you won't be successful. And they listen to us and they're like, okay, I went to college. Now what? Now what? Yeah. that's. Yeah, I just talked to my, I just talked to my cousin and her husband. They're just, they're within, they're getting close on paying off their student debt. And that's one thing she said she wouldn't do again because, um, they will have paid off $280,000. Oh. oh my gosh. So, you know, small, private, liberal arts school that they just thought they, they had to go. She's like, I would not do that. The edu- she says nothing is, the education was great. It wasn't sure. that. I didn't, but nothing was worth $280,000 no. of student debt. And that's one thing, you know, they got young kids, but, you know, like her husband Chuck is like, no student debt. No student debt. Yeah. So. Well, you're talking about that person you know that, Went for two years, got a job, and now the work is paying for. Mm-hmm. I mean, that seems to me like yeah. that's the way to go. Is you get the same education, you don't incur the debt. Though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the answer is, but I do know that that can be incredibly dangerous and foolhardy to take out that much. Oh yeah, of a student loan, you better have a pretty good plan if you're gonna be taking out that level of for sure debt. And you know, I mean, they're they're. Their degrees were, you know, they got, uh, I'm not sure exactly, but basically they were more along the lines of a liberal, liberal arts degree. So, yeah. you know, it wasn't like they were going for I had a, a uh, you know, or, yes, or something where there was a relatively high expectation of a lofty salary or yeah. ability to attain it. You know? Law or I mean, medicine or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Or technical engineering. You sure. Know? I mean, those, those have some 
pretty well prescribed salary ranges. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas if it's software development, something like that. Well, yeah, Skip but you know, you have like philosophy or you know, <laughs> political science thing. Yeah. Yes, right. The philosophy. I don't know that that was a degree sure, by any but means, but you know. It's the big philosophy firms aren't always hiring, you know. So, <laughs> no, I don't think they are. No. Well, thanks, Evan. Appreciate yeah. you being here. Um, I, for one, have... I don't mean to uh, drive philosophy, by the way. Because, I, I, you know, who has a, a very prominent local person who's degrees in philosophy? Who? Uh, uh, Haggerty. Really? Yeah. Mikhail Haggerty, yes, his, his degree is philosophy. So I thought that was really interesting, so... There you go. If you want to be one of the most successful people in a small Midwest town, go for a philosophy degree. Yeah, and start an insurance business. Yes. Well, that's the other yeah. assignment. He didn't start it. He just <laughs> finished it, I guess. <laughs> Not oh, finished, but his, his parents started it. Ah, yeah. okay. Came in. Where did he go? Did he go in, in oh, state? I, I, I don't know, Paul. Just Come on. One little tidbit I picked up. I said, like I deep biographer. But I thought that was really, it caught my eye because I thought that was extremely interesting. It is. And as far as, you know, from my perspective, a smaller company in leadership role, but in a leadership role, philosophy is not an inappropriate or inapplicable sure. degree because a lot of the technical things start to go. I sat next to somebody at the, the parade. I was talking to her for a little bit, and, you know, she called, went to pet a dog, and I was that was walking in the parade, and now she's like, oh, look what I started now. that I'm like... The guy who's walking the dog is loving it. The dog is loving it, and all the kids are loving it. Good job. She's yeah. like, well, you're very encouraging. She's like, you, yeah, you're very cheerful and optimistic encouraging. Philosophy. Like, what do you do for work? <laughs> I'm like, well, basically, I just try and be optimistic and encourage people. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much all I do. Yeah. It's my job. There you go. Technical things, but other than that, no, that boils down to my most important role. Sure. Oh, that makes complete sense. So. I wonder if... Uh, some larger corporations would benefit from that viewpoint rather than money, money, money. So. Well, I mean, obviously there's that's, money, money, money. Yeah, right. that's part of it. <laughs> right. For sure. Well, cool. Well, thanks. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, for one, I think I'm, I've got my confidence bolstered in the next generation, and I think you're doing great here. I think everybody uh, agrees with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, great, great asset. So. Well, yeah. thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. All right, cool. All right, very good. So, Paul, there's a word I don't use ever. What's that? Because I don't know what it means. Steampunk. Oh, really? Yeah, what does steampunk mean? Uh, it's like a... Like, um, how, how do you have a steampunk? How do you explain I know. it? I just, I just picture a lo- I, I picture like somebody with uh, purple hair and piercings driving an old school <laughs> locomotive is all I can think of. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of like a mix of old and new. So you could have... Like um, a computer keyboard made of brass. So my middle image isn't that far off. Right. A punk kid driving like an old uh, yeah, okay. locom- steam locomotive. Yeah. That's it's a steampunk. Yeah. yeah, so if you, like I said, if you built like a computer keyboard out of like brass and wood and like red velvet, steampunk. And I exposed, I might. exposed gears. Yes. A mechanical <laughs> exposed gear keyboard. Yeah. Gaming keyboard. Yes. <laughs> I like it. All right. So, yeah, yeah I expect to hear that word a little bit more often from me now. Oh, girl. that's actually uh, I forget what the that's an that's an effect. It's like a documented effect when you hear something you've never heard before, and all of a sudden you hear it a bunch, or you um, start for some reason you have an experience with like a number, and you start seeing that number everywhere. I forget what that's called, but it's an actual effect, and it's just something your your mind does. 
But like when you get a new car and then you start seeing that car everywhere, it's like it's not more of that car around. They've always been there. It's just you're you noticing it. Hmm. That's great. You like that? <laughs> Thanks, Amy. Very good. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it.